Hello and welcome to a series of podcasts from the Hampshire and Isle of Wight Military Mental Health Alliance to mark Armed Forces Day 2021. The Alliance is a group of over 40 organisations coordinated by Solent NHS Trust with the common aim of supporting our armed forces communities with their mental health and wellbeing. In this series you'll hear about a number of the projects led by Alliance members and the impact they're having on the lives of veterans, serving forces personnel and their families. We hope you'll find these to be interesting and if you want to know more about the Alliance or any of our projects search H-I-O-W-M-M-H-A or follow the link shown. Get a brew, sit back and enjoy. On today's podcast we hear from Chris from All Call Signs and Kevin from Walking the Wounded talking about their work in the new veterans high intensity service, part of Op Courage, the offer from the NHS aimed at supporting veterans mental health and well-being. I'm Kevin Hughes, working as a veteran liaison support officer for Walking with the Wounded and subcontracted to Solon NHS. I work within the Veterans Mental Health High Intensity Service within Hampshire and the Isle of Wight. The Hampshire and Isle of Wight Veterans Mental Health High Intensity Service is a specialist mental health provision for military veterans and their families, whilst the Transition Intervention and Liaison Service, which is TILS, and the Complex Treatment Service, CTS, are the first line of service for veterans with mental health difficulties. The HIS will support veterans and their families who are experiencing a crisis or at risk of a crisis. The service works in collaboration with other statutory services that may be already be working with them and will also help people who struggle to engage with services. And now we'll hand you over to Chris, who's a peer support worker. Hi, I'm Chris. Uh, I'm a peer support worker with All Call Signs, um, who, along with Walking with the Wounded, um, provide um, a service to the uh, Solent NHS Veterans High Intensity Service. What we do is when people are referred into the service, professional bodies can refer people into the high intensity service that if they feel their needs fit the criteria of the service, we get a referral form in. We'll have a look at that. The peer support workers work seven days a week. So we tend to be the, the first people that see the form. We'll then go through it and make sure everything is filled in correctly just to make it easier for everybody. So sometimes there's a little bit of back and forth with the bodies that are referred people in. But once that's done, we get them on the system and we will then call the people that have been referred in for assistance. And throughout their time with the high intensity service, we provide an ear as peer support workers for those people. The, as Kev will probably explain in a moment, the VSLOs provide a more face-to-face service and obviously the clinicians do their thing. But as peer support workers, we're on the end of the phone. You know, we'll speak to anyone at any time. We arrange calls. A lot of the people that we speak to are on their own. So sometimes, you know, it's just providing that little bit of companionship and listening to people's day-to-day stuff whilst the rest of the team fold in the bits that they need to do to hopefully try and get these veterans and their families back on track. So that's just a brief thing of what we bring. Kev? Yeah, so uh, once that process has started, uh, there's a team meeting three times a week where the veteran is discussed and pathways are then organised for what's best for the veteran. So if the veteran's social needs are scoring on the matrix of need, then VLSO is then assigned to the veteran. So currently within the service, there's actually four of us who cover the southeast, all working with walking with the wounded. And then we then um, actively go out to the veteran, meet them face to face and carry out a social assessment. Within the social assessment, we cover accommodation, living skills, mental health, community, 
drugs and alcohol, positive use of time, parenting and skills, managing strong feelings. So we carry out the social assessments, highlight what the issues are, always speaking to the veteran, finding out what their issues are and their needs. Because at times we can sit down with a veteran, carry out a social needs and action what we think what they need. But it's always imperative we listen to the veteran and find out what actually they need. Currently, there's many challenges facing the veteran because sometimes with services, they have lack of information and criteria for the service. And at times, veterans also have the stigma of asking for help. And then also history of bad experiences. And what we found a lot of recently is isolation due to COVID especially, which has not helped matters at all, that majority of our veterans are actually isolated. So as VLSOs as going to actually see them face to face, one of our staff brought up a new scheme called Walk and Talk, where we actively go out, meet the veteran, try and get them out of their accommodation and go for for a walk in their safe surroundings. This way it gets the veteran out as well and it improves their actual well-being. We've worked with a host of challenges with the veterans from homelessness, unemployment, debt, alcohol and drugs. So as VLSO, it's imperative for us that whichever area we're actually working in, that we have enough knowledge of knowing all the statutory and non-statutory services available because this gives the veteran the best chance of services. Chris? What we tend to do is, like I said before, you know, we'll be the ears of the service a lot of the time. You know, we do seven days a week, 6 a.m. till 10 p.m. So sometimes we're the first person that someone will speak to in a day and also the last person that someone will speak to in a day. I've had instances of phone calls with veterans where they last for five minutes. Recently, I had a call with a veteran that lasted two and a half hours. Sometimes, as Kev said, with the, the isolation that people have got uh, at the moment or, or feeling with COVID, and especially if they live on their own or they feel that their family and friends don't understand because, you know, they're not veterans. Sometimes they find that talking to us as peer support workers, also to the, the VSLOs, we sort of speak their language because a lot of us are, are veterans or have experience within the military. So it makes them feel a little bit more comfortable. Sometimes when they're navigating the NHS, it can be difficult for them because within the NHS, sometimes they don't understand the way that people deal with their day-to-day issues and the way that they talk can make it a bit difficult. So they like to talk to people that understand. And, and if there is the odd swear word that slips out, you know, we've got thick enough skin that we can deal with that and talk to them like they're used to. But yeah, it's a good service and it, it's going well. It is a pathfinding service, so we are finding our feet. Not everything's perfect, but we are working towards getting things as well set up as they can be. And uh, also what's unique regarding the high-intensity service is that with the veterans, we can also support the family as well. So we've had times where we've had veterans under our care and their wives' partners as well have also been suffering with the mental health. So again, we've had means to then refer the partner to Walking With The Wounded to a project they've got, Head Start. So then the partners and wives are also getting the support which they need. Also with our service, we never work by ourselves. We always work with the others. So I've had many veterans who've been under social services and other third sector charities. So I've worked alongside them, always working for what's best for the veteran and for the outcomes. So currently at the moment, we've had quite a few veterans coming into the service who are homeless. 
So again, we've then gone on to third sector, to multi-charities, then secure accommodation. Just as an example of, you know, the way the service works together is we had a, a client who self-referred himself in, went through the initial triage and was being engaged by one of the peer support workers for a considerable length of time. Over that time, through the chats that we have, we have sort of informal chats with people, but we, we try and sort of pick up on what's currently going on in their life without trying to be too intrusive because a lot of people tend to be quite private about things. But over time, as we build up that trust, people start to open up to us. And it was during those conversations with the peer support worker that it then got flagged up towards the Walking with the Wounded VSLO's involvement because there were certain living situations that this person was possibly in. And as we only deal with that person over the phone, it was decided that it should be referred onwards to the VSLO so they can go and get eyes on the person and deal with that. And I'll let Kev explain what happened there. Yeah, so going forward, the PSW give me a complete back brief about the veteran. So myself and one of the other VLSOs then went round to the veteran's flat to actually visit him. I carried out a assessment with him and on conversation with him, just chatting, he was actually finding himself hard in the mornings, actually getting up. His mental health was in a poor way and he was basically not given up, but he'd stopped taking care of himself, taking care of his property and he felt as though he was in a hole. So being a veteran myself, we had that heart-to-heart chat and it was a case of saying to him, let's start with the small things. So it was a case of giving him a routine which he could easily manage. So it was all the basics, wake up in the morning, brush your teeth, get showered, get dressed, if you can, do a little bit of housework. Because unfortunately his flat at the time was extremely untidy, but it was just saying to him, do small, small steps and then the small steps will make big steps. So then also it was giving him a routine during the day because currently all he did was sit down and pretty much watch TV and he didn't actually venture out. So it was a case of giving him that plan and then saying to him, right, today, try and just get out the flat for 15, 20 minutes, go for a walk, get some fresh air. And then during the assessment, it came apparent he needed white goods as well because he didn't have a washing machine, didn't have a cooker. So again, we went to other charities, third sector charities, spoke with them and then eventually got these goods in for him. But what we did, though, is that we went to, to see him each week, and then each time I say, like, right, come on, we're going out, and we go out for the walk and talk. So we'd go out for an hour walk, have a chat about things, and then with his flat, I kept on giving him encouragement about the flat, but concurrently to this, the PSWs were also calling him, and we're speaking to him, encouraging him, finding out what he's been doing during the day, and slowly bit by bit he was doing more he was tidying his flat a bit more he was going out so over a period of what six seven weeks eventually he was now going out each day on his terms going out for a good hour's walk then he started volunteering with two different charities helping them out there and then the mental health lead was also working with him giving him a pathway for his mental health he was also getting that wrapped around support from myself and from the PSW. So where he was initially when we first met him and engaged with him up until now, he is absolutely miles and miles apart, which is absolutely so, so pleasing to actually see that you've worked with him, how he's taken it on board, because obviously we give the support, but ultimately it's up to the veteran. If he wants to move forward, he's the one who's got to do it. However, we give the support and the encouragement and Fair dues to this veteran. He's done absolutely outstanding. 
and also for high intensity service referral criteria to actually get into the service is as a UK military a veteran or family of a veteran facing mental health crisis you can refer yourself to the high intensity service simply visit nhs 111 or online if you type in veterans mental health service you can also as well be referred into the high intensity service by your gp so if you go to your gp please please tell them that you're a veteran and you're registered with your gps as a veteran or also you can visit the Solent website and uh, type in the Veterans Mental Health High Intensity Service, all the information on the Solent webpage. Despite what you may think, you're not wasting anyone's time. We're here for you. So never be afraid to reach out. Because I hear that a lot from the, the guys and girls that we speak to that they hadn't reached out before because they felt they was wasting people's time. And there's always other people that are worse off than they are especially if they've been on operational tours, there's that thing where people see someone with limbs missing. Having mental health issues can be just as debilitating, if not more. Right, to uh, sign off, if um, any veterans out there listen to this, please, please pick up the phone to get in touch. The service is there for you, so please do not be afraid and make the call. Yeah, exactly the same, Kev. Thanks, mate. Um, what I would say is Armed Forces Day, use it as an opportunity to reach out to your muckers, to your mates, people that may have gone a bit quiet, or if you're struggling a little bit yourself, speak to your mates. It might be that your call is the most important call that, that they receive that day. And if you need to, just reach out to us, reach out to 111, all the other services that Kev has, has uh, mentioned earlier.